0: Like twin sons on a womp rat's tail. Welcome back to the Tumbling Saber Podcast, everybody. I'm Kyle. I'm Corey. And Carlos is not with us this week. He is—he's uh, making the music over in the studio. So he's doing his thing, and he's—you uh, know—keeping the uh, IndieGoGo thing fired up. And uh, hopefully, everybody had a chance to go check that out in the last week. But uh, you can always check Carlos's links if you want to see what's going on with his campaign. It seems to be doing pretty well. Uh, we're hoping that, uh, you know, members of our community can help and boost it up a little higher. Uh, but that's where Carlos is right now, hard at work. And he should be back with us next week as we talk about Visions. Uh, but, uh, you know, thanks for uh, hitting play this week. As, Corey, as the clock runs out on summer. <laughs> oh, man, yeah, it's that's over.
1: that's it. Dude, harvest moon, baby. We sit oh, in this, this blank void really. of
0: news. Uh, it's it's more or less a blank void, but uh, a little ray of sunshine peeked through today. Um, but yeah, this week we're gonna we're gonna have a, a bit of fun as we usually do. It's gonna be a bit of a lighter show, I think. Um, we're gonna talk about Book of Boba Fett, and we're gonna talk about uh, I guess something a little conversation coming out of that. Um, I guess it's tangentially related. But uh, first, as we always like to do, Corey, we're gonna catch up. What's going on? How's your collecting been? What's your week been like?
1: Yeah, well, you know, let's uh, let's start from the top, man. Let's start from the present. So, I mean, uh, we're we're going off uh, the beaten path this evening in a in a way. We're not, we're not recording at a regular time. You know, no. We put, no, no, no. <laughs> we're not. It, it's a Monday. It is Monday. So, uh, yeah, it's it's actually again. It's a harvest moon. It's a kind of special thing. It's kind of beautiful. It was out there just uh, prior to the show. And uh, yeah, it's it's a voting day here in Canada. Like it's not like uh, the States, you know, where you have elections set dates like this was a snap election, really bad move. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, yeah, (laughs) we'll see what happens. It was uh, really not a good time to call an election, but uh, that's neither here nor there. But uh, yeah, everything's cool, man. I mean, uh, just been taking it easy. Saw some friends on the weekend, went apple picking. Apple picking got really expensive. Yeah. Especially out near our way. I mean, there's other places to go, but out uh, our way is like the, the Disneyland of Yeah, well, of we get all picking.
2: them city
0: slickers who like to come and pick our apples and spend all kinds of money. Well, <laughs> you know, it's, it's,
1: it's under new management now, that place. And uh, they've done a lot to the farm in
0: general, I have to say. That place is a gold mine. Everyone thinks they're coming for quaint little farm shopping, but no, they're you're getting gouged. This guy is taking you to the cleaners. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, it's it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot for a a little outing like that, unfortunately. So, we'll, we'll look for another uh, orchard next year, but you know, you got to pick them apples around this time of year.
0: That's, I feel like uh... I feel like Farmer Phil, you know, he he's, you know, toiling around the farm and he's 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 got forearms the size of like tree trunks. But then, you know, at night I'm sure he like gets into his tux and just sleeps in a tuxedo. The guys making so much money.
1: Well, like I said, <laughs> uh, it's, it's under new management. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure of this, like, don't quote me on this, but it's, it's under new management and uh, it's, you've seen, I see the difference in the last uh, three, four years, you know, every time I've just kind of, you can just go in and stop by and look at things too, other times of the year and uh, whatever, but anyhow, that was fun. Always a good uh, activity this time of year. It was really fun with the family uh yeah other than that man like i said going off the beaten path like i'm trying a new method tonight i got myself a a little more than two fingers worth of uh quebec maple whiskey
0: oh boy oh yeah. boy let's do this oh if you liked cory on beer wait till you see cory on liquor oh no let's, yeah
1: i'm getting used to it
0: <laughs> getting liquored up on a monday night cory this is a new low well one glass
1: you know we'll see how it goes
0: any ice among that? Uh, oh yeah,
1: dude. I okay, uh, do There's a, ma- there was a massive piece of ice in there. It was great. Okay, good. But I've been waiting. So it's, it's, not a, first... it's not a
0: true two fingers then it's, it's, you know, you got, you got an ice cube in there to, to lift, lift things up. Well, yeah. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> I will stick to my, mm. to my herbal tea. Thank you.
1: Ah, uh, that's good stuff. Uh, my buddy was drinking on the weekend. That's it. I got a chance to go see my best friend there this weekend. And, just hung out for a bit at night and yeah he, he pounds that stuff back man like <laughs> it's funny to watch him <laughs> but yeah anyway he loves it
0: so i was I, like i, I you don't know, know I, I don't know how anybody can pound back maple whiskey like that that's gross it's delicious say, but oh man is it is it sweet uh, like yeah
1: yeah he, he had a good two glasses man he's like i don't want to drink beer he's like i like this <laughs> i was like oh, okay do your thing man you do you john that's it. Yeah. He doesn't listen, does he? Uh, I don't know. Maybe sometimes. We'll see. That'd we'll be find cool. out. Yeah, he's a good dude.
0: Anything new in the world of collecting on your end?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. I picked up a few things. I, I all my Simpsons comics came in. That was kind of cool. And uh, what did I get? A lot of, a lot of death. <laughs> I got the. I I called up the guy after you you scored it on an auction, so you didn't need them anymore, but. I got some CGC copies of uh Daredevil 181, which is the death of Electra, and also Crisis on Infinite Earth number eight, I believe. The death of Barry Allen. Oh,
0: dear. I don't know.
1: Yep. Well, this is it's all coming full circle now because like the first CGC comic I got was uh my birthday this year, actually, for my, my girlfriend. And uh, it was like uh, the death of Supergirl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, it was kind of cool, and oh, yeah, I also got uh, I mean, I'm not going to go into deep detail here. I'd actually like to see this is a deep, deep cut, man. If anyone out there knows what I'm talking about, hit me up. But uh, yeah, I bought this uh, in quotations, comic, and it's called Vampires Everywhere.
3: <clears throat>
1: now, it's coming up on uh, Halloween shortly, and I absolutely Anyway, I'm not going to get into it too much again, but uh, anyway, there's a movie that I like to uh, watch around this time of year, and it's been a long time, and I think I'm going to watch my, let my son watch it this year. What? No. Yeah.
0: Don't do that. What do you mean? You can't let a nine-year-old watch that movie. Why not? Oh, Jesus. How, how old do you think I was when I watched it? That doesn't make it right, dude. Meh. Oh <clears throat> yeah, we'll see. God.
1: Yeah, he, he might not watch it. We'll see. I'll have to watch it again by myself. Nightmare Fuel, don't do it! Don't do it! He's been pretty good with stuff like that, to be honest.
3: Mm-hmm. I've, I've
1: not I've been pushed it with him. Like, I don't, I don't want, I don't even like, I don't like horror, you know. Like, but this, I don't really consider a horror. It's more like a Goonies type adventure. No, it's uh, no,
0: no, it's closer to horror than Goonies. Let's 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 not be fooled yeah, because it has a couple of similar cast members.
1: <laughs> There's several scenes that are quite uh, gory, but uh, yeah,
0: no, it's not for nine year olds. Come on, let's be hey, serious. Well, here
1: we'll see either way I got the call I got the call me
0: <laughs> wonderful uh, on my end uh it's been a again a busy week but uh, I got a notification last week around thir- uh, thir- Wednesday or Thursday that Amazon was shipping out my Funkos. remember those we used to get those all the time but not no more except for this past week I got myself an Amazon exclusive ahsoka funko uh, from Ooh. the Mandalorian which is a cool cool get I remember it now I, I think I remember that or ordered that in spring. And then it just sh- it showed up last week. So that was really cool. And um, back on the collecting side, I also picked up comics, actually. Uh, some old school Star Wars comics. Issues number 16, which was... Uh, it's, it is the first appearance of that uh, ding-dong, Bailert Valance. Um, so I picked that up. I got issue 17 and issue 71. Which I think you picked up earlier this year, Corey.
1: Yeah. First uh, full appearance of Bosk.
0: Correct. So, yeah, as I, you know, three steps closer to my quest of filling the old Marvel Star Wars run. Uh, But otherwise, um, you know, let me backtrack. (laughs) I said that we're sort of in a a blank void of news. Um, Last week was actually filled with news on the printing side of things, and I know that we don't usually talk about that here. Um, But there was, you know, I'm going to mention it just to let people know that I'm paying attention. But there was announcement of Wave Three of uh, the High Republic books. We got looks at the cover covers of all three. Actually, uh, we got a look at the Marqueon Row comic series and an, an announcement of Art of Mandalorian Season Two. That hardcovers coming later this year. Um, like we got, we, I got to do a book pod at some point. It's been a couple months, and it's all my fault because I haven't read a single thing in a long time. I have totally. Completely lost track of everything uh, Star Wars related when it comes to readings. Like, like check this out. These, you can't see them, but I'm, I'll read them to you. These are Star Wars comics that I've picked up on my last two trips to uh, our comic book guy that I have yet to read. So, this is Darth Vader 14, Jabba the Hutt number one, Star Wars 15, Forlom and Zuckus number one. Bounty Hunters, 15. War of the Bounty Hunters, 3. War of the Bounty Hunters, 4. (laughs) Darth Vader, 15. Darth Vader, 16. Oh, God, three issues back on that. Star Wars, 16. uh, And then for Rick, uh, The Monster of Temple Peak, number 1 and 2. And High Republic, number 9. That's how far back I am on Star Wars comics, so I gotta put my head down and uh, chop some wood here. <laughs> I'm well, way back.
1: You know what? I, I've been collecting Star Wars comics since the uh, since Marvel took over, and uh, I have well over a long box now. And uh, I yeah, probably about three months ago, I just said stop. <laughs> like it's gotta stop. Like I'm just I'm gonna wait. I got into some of the the early High Republic stuff. I got into like maybe like I can't remember what issue. Uh, same thing with War of the Bounty Hunters. I was that issue maybe like 10, 11, maybe twelve. I can't remember.
0: No, but you're talking about just just regular Bounty Hunters. War of the Bounty Hunters. Is, yeah, yeah. Is a five parter.
1: That's it. So yeah, just Bounty Hunters. And, but uh, yeah, man. I I mean I, I've seen considerable savings since. <laughs> it's it's kind of insane. Like I went I went there one day and uh there's months i i guess it's been quite some time now because when i went the last time i was like uh he's like yeah your balance is uh way over and i was like how much over and he was like look at this so i was like oh. i was like ching, like okay give me this give me that <laughs> um what else like looking up at the big board you know it was crazy so that, i think that's the way that's the way it's got to go man like i really got to I still want to trim it down, but there's so many exciting titles that come out, you know. And I'm like, I don't even know why. Like, I'm getting Booster Gold, and uh, <laughs> like, what was it yeah, blue and gold? Like, totally cool. But it's a twelve-parter too, you know. I can totally get it in trade paperback, but I don't know. And I like supporting the local guy.
0: Oh, for sure. I yeah. I've, I've the last three four trips I've made to the store, it's I've I've come back with huge hauls, and I'm like, wait, how does this happen? But you know, when I when when there's eight weeks between visits, and every week I get his solicit's, and I'm I'm adding, at least two, sometimes five. It doesn't take long until you have you know a, a stack of twenty books, in your in your uh, in your slot in his pull boxes, and it's like oh god, I'm never I'm never gonna get to these. What am I doing?
1: Are you doing any anything other than
0: Star Wars right now? Yeah, it's, yeah, my reading habits have completely flipped. Aside from Star Wars stuff, it's I I've gone from like Marvel to DC, complete almost completely. Hmm. It's it's so bizarre how that just kind of it it didn't even really transition, or the transition was real quick. And I I kind of
1: agree. I have to say, like you know, if I just take a quick outlook at mine, the only Marvel comic I I read right now is well, I'm not even reading it right now. I'm collecting it, <laughs> but is uh, Amazing Spider Man. And other than that, the comics that I read are like you know a lot some stuff from boom like firefly and stuff like that uh idw's ninja turtles batman robin
0: yeah no it's it's strange like dc is for me murdering marvel right now on the comic book front star wars notwithstanding dc is just destroying star uh marvel and you know to make matters worse, oh man, like I I have totally stalled on reading Rising Storm, which again, which compounds why we haven't done a, a book pod in in so long. So, I am going to have to get on my horse here, put my head down and, and get some reading done cuz uh yeah, we got to do a yeah, book I, pod soon. I you know, I got to get Nathan and Marie back, I got to catch up.
1: You, you, I think I might get got the solution to your problem here. You might not want to be riding a horse while reading a book. I don't think that's uh <laughs> not safe nor Conducive to reading?
0: No, probably not. Oh God. Anyway, um,
1: you need somewhere we can drink some tea, Kyle.
0: Yeah. Well, my problem is, you know, I'll I'll put on the TV and I'll put on a ball game or something, and then it's like my my attention's divided. Game over. It's a game over. (laughs) I I just it's game over. I can't do any of this stuff anymore. But uh, so, really quickly here, like looking at our 2021, and we're like three quarters of the way through it. You know we. Star Wars on-screen content's been pretty slow. We had Bad Batch, and that's that was great, or, you know, your mileage may vary. Um, we got that super sweet episode of Disney Gallery. Um, and I'm not going to speak for everybody, but I think most of us are waiting for that, like, the marquee live-action content that everybody pays attention to, like, outside of the fandom, just that thing that pulls everybody in. And that's not coming out until uh, Book of Boba Fett comes out. But, you know, we're getting, uh, you know, two more helpings of, I you know, call it bridge content in the form of Visions, which comes out this week, and the LEGO Halloween special, which comes out early October. Like, yeah, next week, I guess. Um, how has your 2021 been, would you say? Like, without going too deep, have you been, like, okay with how it's rolled out? Or are you sort of starving now for... for uh, Air quotes, real Star Wars content.
1: Okay, when you're talking about just Star Wars, not other things, then to be honest, I'm I'm a hundred percent okay with it. I think they've given it given us plenty. Like they, first of all, leaving us uh, just prior to the new year and the shambles that we were in, they give us just enough time to digest all that before giving us more. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm for one is I'm grateful for that. I don't need like show after show after show after show, you know, like there's got to be some time in between like process it like let us again digest it i think it was i think we got spoiled to be honest i mean uh, yeah we 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 got stuff around the corner that's coming going to come gonna become, probably again there'll, there'll be some delay in between but there's some huge content right around the corner and what they gave us this year is it's it's nothing to because we got that content coming it doesn't make this year any less even though the content we got coming is that live action stuff like you were saying Still doesn't. We we got a whole season of a show, man. Like that's that's huge.
0: Is there a distinction for you between live? Like, do you pay a little more attention or get a little more amped up for live action over animated? I do. I, I, I have, have to, to say, I have do to, as well. Yeah, yeah. And you know, that I'm not impugning animated stuff. I love it. I just think that the live action stuff carries a little more weight, and it's gravitas. a little more easy. Yeah, there you go.
1: It has the gravitas to surpass. <laughs> the anime. Yeah, it's <laughs> just
0: yeah, I, just, I, I know it, it all counts is what they say, but I feel like the live action stuff just moves the needle that much more.
1: It it does, but at the same time doesn't mean that uh like for me you look at the clone wars and rebels as a whole and uh well, yeah, but that it, so that, that comes in
0: you know 22 minute drips and drabs, right? But still, like The Mandalorian is
1: a different beast, right? And the Mandalorian is really, truly the only live action show we've gotten to this point, right? So, I mean, it's the only thing we get to to gauge the needle against. So, again, we got a lot more coming that we can possibly bounce these things off. But when you're going up against the Mandalorian, you're going up against a a juggernaut in that regard. But, yes, when looking at live action, your eyes are a little more, you know, you want to see. We haven't seen
0: it. Well, just you know like I mean? just like you know the zeitgeist. Everybody is just like pop culture in general is just like, like Din Djarin's helmet ends up on the cover of Entertainment Weekly. Like everybody is talking about live action Star Wars. You don't see Kanan and Ezra on the cover of Entertainment Weekly. No, hundred we percent talk about that. So there is something a little more about the live action stuff. And so that's why I'm I'm wondering like, just how 2021 has been because yeah yeah you did get the animated stuff in the form of Bad Batch but it wasn't everybody's cup of tea and everybody knew that like going in that ah i'm not going to enjoy this as much as i enjoy a live action thing so I, I for me it's just you know 2021 i i at the beginning of it i thought this year would be awful that it was just going to be this terrible slog but it turns out it's been such a intensely busy year for me so far you know with with new life exp- i guess yeah whole like new scenarios for me in my day-to-day. And that has consumed most of my year. I haven't really had time to I'm almost grateful in a way that there hasn't been marquee Star Wars content to deal with. Because I don't know that I would have been able to give it my full attention. But you know, as it is, like I've been able to sort of settle into my new gigs here. And, you know, Book of Boba Fett's coming in three months. And I'll be ready for it. So I'm I'm kind of Glad things have rolled out the way they are, or the way they have, because I don't feel like I, I'm not in that mode of like I'm not in starvation mode. I guess is what I'm trying to say. It's been okay, and we we've got uh, you know, we've got well, uh, just, visions coming next or this week. We you know, live off that for a while. The, the Lego exactly. thing will be a bit of fun, and then then we're you know then we're waiting for the holidays. We have got Thanksgiving, and then it's the holiday season. Dooby dooby doo. Well, think of
1: it this way as well. Like, there's so many other shows you probably watch on other platforms or networks or streaming services, whatever it is, that because of COVID 19 are like super delayed, man. Like, you're waiting forever, like forever for these shows at this point, it seems like, for some of them, right? Like, with Disney's schedule, it's like, I, I don't think they're. And that's probably because they're, again, like, huge corporation, whatever, man. But. You know, their schedule, they're sticking to it. You know what I mean? Come like hell or high water, you know?
0: They're doing their best to. That's for damn sure. And, and you know what? That's, that's true because I think if you, if we, if I <laughs> take out the Marvel live action shows from the 2021 mix, I think then I'm suffering. I think those shows, WandaVision, uh, Captain America, Winter Soldier, um, Loki, and then Hawkeye coming up, those shows have gone a long way to sort of having that week-to-week fix of, of, of stuff to freak out over. And, you know, that, that's no, been it's great. That's
1: true. That, that that does, you're right, that, that does kind of take the edge off.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, that's it. Take the edge off. Because I'm not as invested, not quite as invested in those shows as I am with Star Wars content. But, you know, week-to-week, like every Friday night, boom, we were down in the basement. Let's go. We got another episode of WandaVision to watch. And then on and on throughout throughout the year take that away and 2021 probably is bleak bad batcher, no i i'm probably just like like a a wanderer in the desert begging for water It's it'd be no good but yeah but we're on the <laughs> precipice man we are on the precipice like visions comes out the day after tomorrow we're gonna get into that all the reviews of that so far are extremely positive so I'm really looking forward to getting into that. Um, and then we'll see. Like we got, we got just a couple short months. And then we get Book of Boba Fett, which is going to come and slam us all if Robert Rodriguez has anything to say about it. But that takes us to this week's news. If we want to call it news, it's a report. It's, I guess, a rumor until Lucasfilm confirms it. But uh, Giant Freaking Robot. They have a very interesting piece up right now. And they are reportedly uh giving us the titles of all eight episodes for the first season of Book of Boba Fett. And we'll get to all those names in a second. Uh, but more interesting to me is that instead of, of carrying the chapters one through eight designation like Mando has had through two seasons, these shows will be chapters 17 through 24, which is a you know a very definitive declaration. That this carries over from Mandalorian season two and it's to be watched in this order. So, how do you feel, Corey, knowing that it's not just sort of like this soft carryover to this universe, but a very direct handoff from Mando season two into Book of Boba Fett season one?
1: Well, <clears throat> to be honest, I, I was a little surprised that they would go that directly into it. You know, I, I thought they would let. Boba play in his own little uh, world for a bit and loosely connect it and I will I do think it will be somewhat loosely connected I don't think it's gonna be like a man it gonna be in every episode and whatnot uh, I think the overall themes are gonna really arc together and like dovetail as you like to say but we'll, we'll we'll see what happens I mean I I think it's amazing news I think it's really cool like these episode titles uh I didn't have much time to look at it again I didn't know we were really gonna do a show tonight and it was very last minute so I just really perused them. And, uh, yeah, they look, the, the, I, I, they're so spot on, like they're so poignant with their subtleness. Well, not subtleness, just, uh, it's, they're, they're right, really to the point. And the Mando's been like that. Every episode title has just been what it is. And I love that. It just, you know, that's the vibe, man, and the, that this, this whole series, I guess, this book that they're writing.
0: Yeah, I am also a little bit surprised. I thought there, like you said, like there'd be connectivity between the two, and sometimes, you know, very direct connectivity. And there's a, there's rumors saying that that Din Djarin is going to be in Book of Boba Fett. There's no reason not to believe that. But I thought that you know that there, they'd be kind of like ships passing in the night for an episode of two or two, and then you know off they go in their own directions. But this sounds like it's going to be a very closely connected. I don't know how they're going to do that. Um, well,
1: maybe he goes off at one point onto his like, you know, like they, they do the first few episodes together and then like Bob was like, well, you know what I have to do?
0: <laughs> like, well, maybe this, and all then he goes off on his to, own and well, well, we'll get to it. But anyway, as for the episode names themselves, we're not going to, we're not going to speculate on what each of them mean. We're just, we're not going to do that. We don't have time, but just the naming convention and how similar it is. And like you said, you kind of alluded to it, like the vibe is they're very much in the same spirit of Mando, it's just it's the this or like a one word episode title. So yeah, episode all, one it's is all
1: the, the something.
0: Yeah, episode one, the champion, two, the assassin, three, the syndicate, four, the battleground, five, the homeworld, six, the warlord, seven, the showdown, and eight, the hunter. And you know we look at them and go, "Wow, this is also tantalizing," and it feels like you can just put your thumb right on what that means. But then you go, "Oh, I, I actually don't know at all." Nope. <laughs> like episode one, the champion. Is it Mando or Boba? <laughs> Who knows? Maybe someone to- completely different. Maybe, right, like the assassin. Are they talking about an assassin That's droid? They- or are they or talking Fennec about finish end? Uh, episode three, of the syndicate. Are we talking about Crimson Dawn? Maybe because hell, that's the syndicate we're dealing with in the comic books right now, and they're doing that thing, uh, the uh, reign of Crimson Dawn. That you know that that's coming in comic books as well. So it, it would make sense that Crimson Dawn might show up in Book of Boba Fett. Uh, the battleground, the Homeworld? Are we going to Mandalore? Yeah, that sounds
1: so dope, man. Dude, when I saw that, I was like, come on now.
0: Or does does Boba Fett go back to his home world of Kamino? You know? Who's to say? We, we all just watched Kamino get sunk into the sea. You know, could, could Omega show up in the series and could they end up on Kamino? That could be absolutely wild stuff. And uh, episode six, the Warlord, amazing. Uh, What is that? Is that someone new? Is that Dinjarin? Is that Boba Fett? I don't know, man. Um, But you know, the piece kind of mentions how everything builds uh, from the naming in episode one all the way up to episode seven, called the Showdown. Like there's this really big lead up to an episode called the Showdown. But then in episode eight, the finale, it kind of ratchets down a little bit to an episode called the hunter that's the finale of season one and i have to wonder if that episode then is a bit of a passing of the torch back to mandalorian season three and then we take it from there yeah and and is cad bane gonna figure into this Uh, could he be the hunter but it's you know i thought
1: the exact same thing but you know your mind just goes there right away. It won't necessarily happen. Like, his story's still happening in, in the Bad Batch, it
0: seems. It could happen in both. In fact, I think true. There's, there's a rumor that Cad Bane is showing up live action. And of well, course, I think maybe, again, these are all rumors. So, who really knows? But I, this is one I, I'm actually putting some stock in. I feel like this is really solid.
1: That's true. Maybe Disney or Lucasfilm just wanted to reintroduce him in the Bad Batch and, like... Right. And, well, introduce him to new fans and reintroduce them to old fans make sure yeah, you know he's still alive
0: but yeah but those episode names are pretty awesome i mean it sounds exactly like the type of show that i think fans are clamoring for like it doesn't sound like there's any sort of uh let's sit down and talk about this episodes
1: yeah and, and like you said robert rodriguez was not uh, afraid to make his opinion known about the show
0: God, no, <laughs> no, you know, the the piece mentions this battle between, uh, towards the end of the season where Boba Fett's taking on a bunch of Mandalorians in, in this like brawl. And just the thought of that is so exciting. It's so cool to think about. Um, and then later on, in, a, in a, I guess in maybe in another episode, he teams up with those same Mandos to fight some other force.
1: Well, I think that's going to be a big theme throughout the entire series of both in the sense that, you know, Din's now supposed to be the ruler of Mandalore in a way, but they also come from two very different cultures of what Mandalore could and should be, right? And I think it's going to be, in the long run, maybe an amalgamation of both and a new Mandalore could be born or something like that, you know? Well, this,
0: this is the drum I've been banging forever when it comes to Mandalorian of like the, the identity of, of Mandalorian people, what is it? Like, is it death watch? Is it what uh, Bo-Katan now is? Cause she's out of death watch. Is it what is Din Djarin it- thinks it should be? Like, is he going to be sort of the new avatar or template for what, what Mandalorians are? And the or- last
1: we, see, we, we saw them in the, in the clone wars. They were all like pacifists, like with Satine, right?
0: Yeah, there's still that pacifist element somewhere out there. So what is look, it? Look look at Sabine's dad. Remember? Yeah. He was like total like artist dude, like and, was, totally... and there's, yeah, there's there's all the native mandalorians who, from from that side of, of rebels where you know they were still kind of warrior culture, but you know not Death Watch and so there's there's a whole bunch of different veins or branches of the mandalorian tree. And I can't help but think that there's going to be just sort of a, a, a uh, clashing of the clans here.
1: Oh, In- definitely. Like, with him coming back with the Darksaber, it's going to be so incredibly interesting from a, like, a cultural standpoint. Like, it's, it's going to be a real uh, shit show. Mind the expression there, but uh, yeah, like, Town was not happy when he... He was just like, how did you get that? Like,
0: oh, you idiot! <laughs> she was not pleased. No. Not she- pleased. Knowing, uh, God, now we have to fight. <laughs> I didn't want to have to fight you. Now we do. But now she
1: going to, she hopefully she believes in him and like, you know, believes that he can do some good for all of Mandalore. Well, like, I, he's the guy, man. He's the guy.
0: Well, it's going to take some doing though, because she, she didn't seem like stepping aside was really a viable option. So either they have to get her to that point where she does realize. Exactly. That, I don't have to. She's going to,
1: re- she, she's going to realize at one point, like, yo, this dude, this dude's a, uh, the real, the real deal, like, but she's also the real deal. Oh, yeah, for a hundred percent. So why, why, from her perspective, why should she back down? Like, it depends. Like he's had a different upbringing, right? Like,
0: well, they all uh, all have different viewpoints on what Mandalorians are or should be. And if she's so, if she, she becomes
1: rigid in her ways and stuff like that, like he's going to like, I don't know, maybe save her life or just make her see something from his point of view or, you know, like what needs to be done for the all of Mandalore, the better of Mandalore, whatever it is. You well, know, so that
0: somebody's gonna have to compromise.
1: Yeah, hundred percent, or believe in the other person's goal too. You know, or believe in that person. I think yeah. that would be a cooler uh, way to go. But yeah, it would take, like you said, it would take time. It wouldn't be like a first episode kind of deal. Like, all right, Din, let's train you. But he's he's always gonna fall on his face a plenty in front of these people. Make a complete fool of himself in front of uh, his subjects <laughs> until, you know, someone's gonna set him straight, you know? He's gonna well, need a mentor or something.
0: Who, who knows? Like, if, if he shows up on Mandalore and says, hey, I have a dark saber, I rule you guys now. I... He's not gonna want to.
1: Like, bo gonna be the one to explain everything and he's gonna be like, he's probably gonna say, like, I don't want oh, uh, yeah, like, him. Well yeah, I don't want this job. You kidding like, me? This is the way. Whatever it is, like, he'll have to, uh, They'll have to figure it out. It could be a fight right off the bat. Who knows? But it'd be damn cool if he kept that dark saber. I'll
0: tell you that. Yeah, I've, I've, yeah. It's been a hot potato that dark saber. So I wonder if that that continues, or if Din's going to hang on to it f- despite himself, and and just learn that he it's it's his now. He's it's his to claim, and he's the guy. He to He lost his ship
1: in in the process. He deserves it.
0: <laughs> well, let's not talk about. Good old Crest, all right?
2: But yeah, I, I
0: do wonder what the reason for that fight is. Like, I wonder, you know, if episode five, for example, like we we go back to Mandalore, um, Boba Fett, and just tries to, you know, beyond laying claim to Jabba's palace and his throne, I'm going to take Mandalore back too. And, he, you know, he tries to get, he tries to sit on the throne of Mandalore and gets into a scrap with a bunch of, who knows, maybe loyalists, maybe... Maybe there's still those Imperial super commandos hanging around. That'd be kind of cool. Or I don't know, maybe Death Watch is still hanging out. Maybe fights a bunch of them. Maybe fight. Maybe the 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 covert Mandos from season one, all fled back to Mandalore. Maybe maybe Boba Boba Fett gets into a fight with them, and then it leads to episode six, the Warlord episode, and maybe maybe Boba Fett becomes the Warlord, and then showdown is against a force in episode seven, not the force, but a force where Boba uh, Fett's actually like, leading them.
1: I really hope that they the, that he's the unifying factor. They are him and Boba Bo- and like a lot of them working toward a common goal in the long run. I really hope that that's the
0: case. Well, I mean, yeah. And it's, I guess it's gonna be an interesting line to tread. At least it is from this point, you know, we're in, in late September, it's a show about Boba Fett, so it can't end up being too much about Din Djarin. No,
1: the I mean, Boba gonna, Fett gonna, show. Gonna,
0: no, yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna fact. He'll factor in, and overall, like he's he's a huge piece of the puzzle. But this is Boba Fett's show, so I don't think we're gonna get into the show, and Din Djarin's gonna be the ruler of Mandalore in the book of Boba Fett. No, I agree. But yeah, this this is super cool. Um, it, it just depends where the show starts
1: off too, like timeline wise. Like, just getting to uh, Jabba's palace, you know, and setting up shop. Like, we'll have a good idea based on how well he's set up at the beginning of this show, or wherever we start, we should have an idea in the timeline how much time has passed.
0: Well, I think it's. I think it's going to take place right after.
1: Yeah, I would think so too, or relatively not far off. Yeah, days, I, weeks. After. I would. I, I would expect to see activity at java's palace like I, I i figure he would move quick
0: yeah i don't know maybe he sees that it is his private mansion now and it's every it's all his property him and fennec live there and nobody else can get in or maybe he just i don't care
1: they just seem to have a plan people squat
0: here <laughs> they seem like
1: they were up to something
0: yeah he's i'm taking over but you know, taking over what? Is is this is he taking over Jabba's former Ouch power it. base and then going after Crimson Dawn? He seems to have a beef with them in in the comics right now, and maybe that never gets resolved in the comics until we get to this show. I have no idea, man. I have no idea, but you know, we, we know nothing here, but these titles are cool as hell, and I'm really stoked. Like it it gives me a little bit of hope. And I'm gonna just okay, Robert Rodriguez. It's a point for you. You you can go boast all you want right now, and with these episode titles and, and the, the stuff we're hearing. All right, I will give you a little bit of rope. Because <laughs> you know, nah, if it ends he up-
1: had me right off the bat, man, like dude, like for someone to go out there and say that, like uh, we both know Robert Rodriguez as well, you know, when he says
0: it, when he says it over delivers, it way over delivers. <laughs> that is that's that is a big time statement. Like Star Wars fans can dream pretty big. But okay, no, I'll, give right. him, I'll give him this one. I'll give him a point Robert Rodriguez. And you know
1: what? Personally, uh, I mean, I love discussing stuff with you, but I would personally rather not be having this conversation right now. Like I would rather have these titles as a surprise. I don't know. if the, I can't even remember if this has happened to us in the past that the Mandalorian titles had leaked. And if yeah. they did, I don't even know if we spoke to, about it, did we, we?
0: Yeah, we did. But they don't they never leaked all at once i don't think but we did yeah we did kick around episode titles but yeah this is going to be cool man going you know going back to our quick uh, chat off the top here about this this void of live action stuff that that in 3 months it's over that void ends and you know we should be done with it for a long long time like once book book of boba fett drops you know 2022 is going to be huge for star yeah, Wars. come on mando obi-wan cassian ahsoka i don't almost too much ahsoka is not coming out 2022 i, they, I well no? i don't even think they've started filming that yet but whatever we're gonna get i'm pretty sure three live action shows in 2021 maybe like you know book of boba fett will carry over so that mando kenobi and possibly andor we could get four shows in 2023, and and That's every sick. year after that, <laughs> leading up to uh tw- like 2027 for a New Hope's 50th, I'm 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 still gonna say, for the record, that I think will be the biggest year in Star Wars history. I, I, I really do think that. I think every year, like 2022. You think is, 2023 is gonna be the biggest? 2027 for a New okay. Hope's 50th. Can you imagine the celebrations that they're gonna have for a New Hope's 50th? <laughs> I, I, it's gonna be huge. I don't even want to think about I, I can't even imagine what they're gonna do that year like it's going to go it's everything's going back in theater at least a new hope is going back in theaters that year for sure wouldn't you agree with that? yeah, that's crazy man for sure i I would hope so and, you know, and, and it's gonna have there's gonna be a saga movie there's gonna be a Star Wars celebration we're probably still gonna be on Disney plus. It's yeah, I, I, you know, I think 2022 is going to be a, one of the biggest years we ever get as Star Wars fans, but 2023 is also going to be huge. That's, you know, we're, we're probably going to get more Mando. That might be the year we finally see Ahsoka on Disney+. Plus. Uh, when does Rangers of the New Republic come out or does it still, is that still happening? I don't know, but God, every year starting in 2022 is going to just be huge huge so we just have to kind of stumble through another couple of months of 2021 where it's it's been okay we we survived this far we're doing all right and then we're gonna be we're gonna be there man we're gonna be there so yeah your hype level now for book of boba fett (laughs) if it wasn't a 10 before what is it now
1: yeah i mean it's it's still at a regular 10 man i mean a regular old star wars 10 kyle it's right around the corner, like it really is. And again, we got visions next week. Uh, we just got so much content to look forward to. So, like, I'm able to, like you said, it's it's able to like subdue the the anxiousness, kind of. And we're both very busy as well. It's just gonna be a treat, man. It's, it's a holiday treat, and I am all about it. I can wait.
0: I can wait. Well, you, you remember a couple of years ago in 2019 when when there was still 3 months left until rise of skywalker and we were like jesus come on <laughs> and those last couple of months were just so slow we got that final trailer at, somewhere in october and we were just suffering through november the first half of december just dying just dying yeah. like that was at that hard. point
1: well I won't say that I was like, oh my God, like Star Wars, Star Wars, like give it, give it to me now. Like, but like we didn't have much to talk about on the podcast at that point. Right. Like there was, we got the final trailer and I mean, there was some, maybe some news trickling through at that point, but we weren't really going spoiler, the spoiler route. So yeah, it, it kind of dried up It's like it's like the, the calm before the storm.
0: And that's kind but of. I, I mean, it's sort of where we are now, but it feels like this. Again, we're not really in in that, void, of, that last stretch, the home stretch. I don't think we're quite there yet. I think we have to get through, visions. We got to digest visions, and then maybe the Lego special, which again, that that is such a blip, right? Like that. That's. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be cool. But. Um, it's a Halloween one, right? Yeah. So that's it. That's perfect. And they'll
1: probably do another holiday special as well.
0: I think we'd already know about it if they were. Mm, yeah, you're right. Anyway, I, I feel like once we get past... Once we see that Lego holiday special, the, the Halloween one, and we get to mid-October, that two-month mark, maybe then we start to go, okay, come on, I'm ready. Let's go Book of Boba Fett. We'll get a trailer at some point. And I, I think there's some sort of Disney event in the fall... I could be wrong, though. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we'll get a trailer for that at some point. And then we're all going to just be redlining. <laughs> waiting for dude, something. Gonna, let's say we got Hawkeye,
1: though. In the meantime, we got Ghostbusters in the meantime. True. Bond. We got all
0: kinds. Dune. Yeah, Dune. Yeah, there's, there's going to be stuff to keep us busy. Oh, man. Okay, so coming out of this conversation, Corey... What does it say? And again, this is a your mileage may vary kind of statement or question I'm going to pose. And I'm speaking in very broad terms. But does it say anything about the current state of Star Wars? And maybe fandom gets wrapped up in that. That uh, perhaps like the best and most universally loved moments in recent Star Wars, say from the Disney era, come from the Mandalorian and Clone Wars. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Am I like I don't know? Like I, I feel like I, I don't want to say it's a hot take, but I feel like the biggest, most celebrated moments of Star Wars since the takeover has been Grogu's reveal and Luke at the end of season two. I don't
1: even, even the end of season seven of Clone Wars was. Uh... Pretty out there, no uh, Maybe well, not as equivalent. Wasn't,
0: that's not that doesn't really that wasn't really celebrated outside of Star Wars fandom though. But the but really the Siege of Mandalore rocked us, and the way those final episodes were sort of presented in almost like in a movie format, we saw Ahsoka versus Maul, and just getting Ahsoka back, and having it sort of play back and forth with Revenge of the Sith. That was thrilling, but but it did deliver some really cool moments. But I think, like you know, Mandalorian, I, know. I think right now, and again, your, your mileage may vary, but I think it's, it has the number one and two slots for best Star Wars moments of the last few years. That's debatable as well. That's an opinion. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. It's opinion. But I think, but yeah, I just, think just uh... observing fandom as, as we do, I think Grogu's reveal was seismic and that, that, that not just among Star Wars fans, I mean, in pop culture, Exactly. Everybody that's, knows baby Yoda. You're
1: hundred percent right there because that's what reached out to a further audience in that regard. It, he was baby Jesus on the shelves, man, for, I don't know, probably still, even years to come. Still. He's still huge. He's still a huge yeah. draw. Yeah. He's got to, he's got a spot in the Macy's
0: day parade. Uh, Does he? It's crazy. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, man. But and, then, it, and, and, and Luke at the end of season two just reduced all of us to dust and and like <laughs> so many cool moments in between like i don't know i maybe i'm maybe i'm going nowhere with this but i feel like there's something to be said about star wars or fandom or both that this show and clone wars as well has has had the greatest moments of the last five years
1: i don't know you you sent me some, something to ponder about related to this shortly, not before the, uh, shortly before the show, not, I don't have much time to think about it. Put it that way, but well, think about it now. Come on. That's it. Like, I like it. We got to take a fresh cut on it and that could be good. You know, when you have like a new fresh perspective on things like just right off the bat, And I want to preface everything just in case by saying that, you know, I, I absolutely love star Wars. Like we've been po- podcasting about it for close to six years now. So
0: <laughs> yeah, no, we don't, we don't like Star Wars very much. We just spend Couple hours every week talking about it.
1: That's it. so I don't want to seem like I'm taking a dump on anything, but you know, like uh, I have opinions as well. And let, let's just start by saying the se- taking on the sequel trilogy was an absolute monumental task. That uh, at the time, I don't think they were po- properly set up for or took it seriously enough. You know what I mean? Ooh. I enjoyed it. I, I Marshall, enjoyed it. Agrees a- with you. Anyway, I, I enjoyed it. Enjoyed <laughs> it as a set of movies.
0: It was good. So okay, wait. Stop there. Do, off the top of your head now, do any moments from the sequel trilogy rise to the occasion in the way that Grogu's reveal or any Grogu moment uh, or or Luke at the end of, of Mando season two? Does anything in the sequels rival that? Yeah, Luke's death in The Last Jedi, that whole scene is uh,
1: nipping at their heels. We'll say that.
0: But again, that, that's
1: a personal thing, right? Yeah, it's, a, it's my opinion. Some people,
0: people really hated that. I'm talking about something that everybody, we're talking about like universally agreed upon things. Like, universally, I think everybody loves Mandalorian. Everybody loved that Luke moment. Everybody loves Grogu. Not everybody you- loves Luke's death. Some people intensely love it, like you and I, and some people intensely hate it. So if you put him on a podium, you know what I mean? That, that would be my three. For sure. But I'm going to knock Luke's moment from the Last Jedi out because it's too divided. I'm thinking about, I want to think about moments from the sequels that everybody can agree upon. And I don't know that they're there. There was, well, there's Han's deaths up there. That was memorable. Yeah. But again, people were like, how could you do this? There are a lot of angry people about that, even though, how did you not know that was coming? But still, people were and are still mad about that today, including, well, I think, you know, Marsha Lucas, there's her quote that came out, I think, just today about how she thought that J.J. and, and Kathleen Kennedy had no idea what they were doing with Star Wars. And, she, and again, that's her opinion. No, She's no not I, 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 right.
1: it's really interesting that you mentioned that because I had no idea that she had said that, but... I mean when i thought about it like there were, again there was so much great content so many cool things that we got from it with the rest of our days to enjoy it as well i mean we had so much to look forward to in the days before the premiere and leading up to it and actually going to the premiere so the nostalgia of it all is is, is already there you know it's only what six years old now the force awakens five six years old uh, and, almost six so there you go and then like i remember that premiere man and God, it makes my heart race, and I love it. I don't know if it'll ever get up there with like a prequel trilogy premiere, but the 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 feelings surrounding that are really really good, and the emotions, and you know, just the uh, camaraderie of Star Wars was absolutely amazing. And to to join the community as well in a way at that t- at that time was almost like bewildering. Like I was so enamored at first, you know.
0: Yeah, <laughs> at first, I think most people. I think most people were, but still, I'm I'm still struggling, you know. I'm still thinking about the sequels, and again, this is not to dump on them, but I can't think of a moment or, or a scene, a beat in the movie where everybody stands up and cheers and goes "Yes!" Like that, I get. Han uh, Han says, uh, "Chewie, we're home." I think everybody can go with that, but that's that's one line, and, it, yeah, was, and it was in a trailer.
1: That's it. I mean, it's that's just a line like this. It's it's a joke almost.
0: Um, yeah, if you look at the standalones, Vader's scene in Rogue One, I think every it's, it's one of those moments where people just are like, I love this. Yeah, seeing, seeing Leia. Seeing Leia. It leading exactly into New Hope, exactly as I predicted. Well, come on. That's not a prediction. Everybody knew that was going to happen not right directly like yes back to back yes no 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 everybody knew that
1: rewind the tape everybody everybody let me know that was part of the marketing (laughs) everybody no (sighs)
3: what
1: in the in the the crawl for A New Hope
0: no just part of the marketing of, of Rogue One saying it was gonna it was the movie the movie that would lead into A New Hope
1: yeah we knew that but we didn't know it was gonna lead like Leia showing up and being like okay like warp speed, <laughs> you know, I engage. Think, I
0: think people put this, the pieces together. They, they, they knew she wasn't going to be in it. Anyway, I put the pieces together. Yeah. who <laughs> is was okay, me. Okay, Inspector Cluso. Um, yeah, but anyway, again, can you think of other moments to rival what's been done on Disney Plus? How about when she healed, Ray? healed that big snake? mm Oh, yeah. That's not going to do it. He- nope. I mean, the... When she catches the saber, that that was a a big moment, but it didn't do it for everybody. I I, I mean, that's one of my favorite Julia moments from the whole from in Star Wars period. I, I love their end
1: scene together, and the, I mean the duel in the Last Jedi as well. <laughs> pa- uh, Snoke dying—that was a big uh, twist.
0: Yeah, that was a big twist. That was sort of an. Oh my god moment that everybody was like, Holy shit.
1: Yeah, we weren't expecting that. Good on you, Mr. Johnson.
0: <laughs> By the way, what's the status with him, Corey? Is he is he on the job or is he off the job?
1: Let me check. Hang on. Let me just call him quick. Hang on. Yeah, Ryan. Yeah, that's
0: awesome. Yeah.
1: What's 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 up with the Star Wars?
0: All right. Thanks. He's out. He's out now. He's out. He's out. Well, I mean, it's been four years since they announced—or almost four years since they announced his uh, his movie. We haven't. He's gotten... a big. He's a busy guy. He's a busy guy. I don't think he misses he, it. He, no, he was. Uh, uh, well, call, call him back and ask if there's a chance that he might get back into it. Call him. Call him back.
1: Brian, uh, my brother wants to know: You ever gonna come back, or what's the deal? I feel that man.
0: He basically said, "If it happens, it happens." <laughs> well, that's very non-committal. Is he, yeah, is he still yeah. on the line? No. Well, he's a busy guy. Okay, okay, call him one more time. Okay. Call him. Call him one more time and ask if he wants to come back or if he's just if he's happy doing uh, his knives out thing. Yeah. Yeah, Ryan. Would you would you be
3: happy
1: to come back? totally feel you. All right, later. Yeah, he'd be totally easy. Look, like I said, he's super busy, but he totally want to come back at a point when, uh, when the timing's right, he said, and, uh, you know, he, he has a little more, uh, creative liber- liberty over the project.
0: Hmm. That's interesting. That's really interesting. I don't know. Uh,
1: yeah, he, he told that. me about the, he's thinking about going under a pen name.
0: Oh, <laughs> That's very funny. That's very funny. Anyway, like just
1: just to be honest with ourselves though man, like Who's it? you say Marsha Lucas? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know any I don't know any Marsha. Yes, Marsha Lucas. Yeah. Anyway, so if I'm I'm truly honest with myself I this one, you know, it was cool to get more Star Wars content, you know, new vehicles and new time periods, something to look forward to. You know, we got some good plot points, I guess, you know, and each film had, I guess, a lot to offer individually. However, <laughs> as a whole, it's a bit, it's a bit of a steaming mess. No, like from continuity and flow, like the plot overall, like there were so many cool elements There was so much introduced. There were so many possibilities and so many avenues that they could have went down. And I don't know. They just, they could have explored so many different things. And even with the material that they had written for themselves and they just took this disheveled forced route, in my opinion, like they really could have tied it to the prequels and the original trilogy a lot better, man. They could have made things come really much more full circle. Like, don't get me wrong. Rise of Skywalker hits those notes in a certain ways with uh, Kylo's death, you know, uh, Ray becoming a Skywalker, those are all really Star Wars y things, right? But the the way they got there was like, come on, man! <laughs> like, <laughs> here's the difference, I guess, when you look at what Filoni and Favreau have accomplished and the crew, like, uh, nothing's changed. Kathleen Kennedy's still, you know, the studio head. You got Dave Filoni like directly involved in things. Like this is literally George Lucas's uh, protege, in my opinion. You know, like he he hand picked this guy. No, it's
0: not an opinion. That's a it's that's kind of a fact.
1: So anyhow, Dave gets Star Wars, and then you have John, who's an absolute amazing storyteller, who also gets Star Wars, and then you know, Dave's or uh, yeah, Dave's been giving the the final word when John could be like. How about this? How about this? How about this? And they can be like, this works. This doesn't because of this. This doesn't work because of this. You can't do these things, but this will work, you know, and that's really important for someone to kind of have that knowledge and that feeling and that understanding of Star Wars. Like, frankly, JJ may have had a bit of the essence of it. He got a little whiff, (laughs) but, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't drinking the, from the same bottle it's. It was there, but it wasn't there. It was very, again, uh, the, disheveled is a good word. I, I feel like each film is very different, whereas they should have had a very coordinated attack in knowing that this is what, what they what they were going into was extremely sacred to a lot of people. So they really shook the bees. It, it, it went to them, too. Yes, I, I I get it. But they should have taken their time. It was more a business decision, in my opinion. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, we gotta we gotta get this thing off the ground. We gotta we bought Star Wars, and start making some money, we got we gotta get the sequel trilogy going. But again, like really I think what they said is we have a boy, we have a girl, good boy turns bad, new girl, they end up together at the end. <laughs> like whatever you wanna do in between is great. We just wanna have that fairy tale ending. But they, and, really and should they even
0: have- botched that.
1: Yeah, like, dude, <laughs> I swear to God, in theater when I haven't seen it on video yet. To be honest, The Rise of Skywalker.
0: You haven't you haven't watched it at home yet? Nope. I oh, own wow. it. Wow. Yeah, I've not watched it yet. Do You own it? I mean, aside from Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah I, I, every Star Wars film. But
1: uh <laughs> anyhow, just having like Poe Dameron at the beginning when he's like, like I felt myself in theaters, man, like. The lack of energy coming from him and Palpatine's back, like, okay, let's shoot a movie. <laughs> like that's the vibe I got while watching that, and I literally felt my shoulders slug. I was like, seriously, man. Like, so mean, did you
0: expect Poe Dameron to go into this dissertation about how he came back?
1: Like, no, I, I laughed like, my
0: ass off at the meme. Like,
1: he doesn't look thrilled as an actor, to be honest. Like, yeah, uh, listen, Oscar, can we do that again? No. Like no. it was fine.
0: No. <laughs> it was good enough, JJ. <laughs> yeah, it's like I, I
1: I can't like I don't know. There's just a, a better way around that. I, I get the whole thing, you know, connecting Palpatine into it and her being the granddaughter and but God, it was just it seems so forced and last minute and so not a part of what it was from the beginning. Like they really or even if it was that, okay, they just should have done a lot of better job not necessarily alluding to it or giving it away but alluding to something you know like it was anyway
0: well the the idea that maybe the end of the last jedi should have teased palpatine's return but again that's this is such hindsight
1: yeah but when you you watch the documentary too it's 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 all changing like okay so what if palpatine comes back
0: well, I like his rationale those sausage though.
1: figures. I like yeah, his I mean,
0: rationale that, of course, the first, the last he, chapter connects to the first. Like,
1: yes. He he sold me on it too when I watched it, to be honest. And there are a lot of good points. But to have him come back and... Nah, 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 nah. nah. They could have done it in a different way, in a more force-related way. Like, they could have made it so much more epic and magical. <laughs> I don't know. They... It,
0: uh, but it needed to be more, a little more fleshed out. And it it, it needed to be more rough, than at it. the end of the movie. Like, of course, should have had but the, the, there the comes a certain written. point in the movie where you look at your watch and you're like, well, this is, movie's been on for two hours already. I guess Palpatine's not coming back. Like, he should have come back earlier in, in full form so that you felt like there was a threat that this guy was going to do something. Instead, he hangs out on his meat hook... Until the very end of the movie, and at, by that point you know it's it's done. Like you already have that internal clock playing in your head, going, "This movie's over in ten minutes, and Palpatine's still dangling from his coat hanger." Like, yeah. it's over. This is this is useless to me.
1: Yeah, it could all like again the the connection between Ray and Kylo. Dynamite. Love the dyad. I Think that's such cool Star Wars content. Uh, just anyway so we are we so far with off that. course <laughs> <laughs> what, not
0: did, really i mean does it I mean, i'm just asking like what is well, what it is really you? again is
1: I was, I was i was getting there man in the sense that you know dave and john just have a firm understanding of star wars again we're just telling classic tropes like i mean they're not reinventing the wheel but well, they have okay, this... so
0: that's that's it then right like the 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 sequel trilogy tried to be too smart for its own good whereas Dave and, and John are just keeping it simple is that really what it boils down to
1: more or less uh, not even necessarily more simple like they have more equipment they uh, you know they got the uh, what do you call it the the volume uh, the volume exactly yes they got that to work with now and it just everybody seemed to be on the same page we had a solid understanding of uh, the story and where it was going right like they had A plan. They were organized. The sequel trilogy, again, it just seemed like a bit of a free for all. Whereas they sold it to directors, like, you know, again, to be able to get a director to do Star Wars, like, I don't, you think I want to do Star Wars? I don't want to be like tasked with that. Then you, you know, it's going to haunt them for the rest of their days if they don't do
0: it. But at the same time, it's like it's almost a curse. Well, I think, you know, again, revisionist history is a hell of a thing. And one of my takes way back when, and it's <clears throat> pre before we were doing this podcast, and you know, splitting it up with the JJ's getting one, and and Johnson's getting another, and and Terio gets another. I'm oh, not Terio. Um, uh, God, Jurassic Park guy. Uh, Trevorrow, Colin Trevorrow. Yeah. He gets one. And my my thought the whole time was, I don't. They think, should be
1: working together.
0: Well. Yes, I, well, they, you know, they did to a degree.
1: A degree. But not not enough, a high enough degree, Yeah, exactly. Not, not, not there enough should enough. have been one person at the helm, man, like Lucas. Well, Like what yeah, he did with the again, trilogies one and two. <laughs>
0: we know that. At this point, we know that somebody should have been sort of the soul of the whole project. Instead, I think they leave it to, to story group members and and you know, direct, uh, uh, like hire people higher up the chain to sort of keep the thing on the tracks when it needed sort of that spiritual person to, to un, like to have to have a consistent be the guide. flow and be the, the be the Sherpa, guide. Be the yeah, Sherpa of the story. Right spirit right spirit through. Guide. <laughs> but they, they didn't really have that, even though they had Filoni in, in the stable, they, it, I, I don't know if his feedback didn't filter up into the movies. Cause I feel like JJ He's, Abrams is one of it's the Like top, Who are you? Exactly. I'm, I'm Dave Filoni. What? what? What's up with your hat? <laughs> <laughs> beat it dave and i'm sure like, i'm sure it's not that uh contentious but you know when, when lucasfilm turned to jj uh, a couple of years ago and said we need you to take over from from Javaro, who we don't we can't trust with episode nine and we needed and to come out december exactly? 2019 we'll never know but when they said because I mean, one of his films flopped oh but yeah book of henry right yeah yeah it, 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 Word is they got nervous and ah, Colin, you're out, buddy. Anyway, the idea was that like <laughs> JJ I and really... I can totally imagine this being a thing where JJ sits down and goes, "I'll do your damn movie for you." You get out of my way. I'll, I'll deliver episode nine, December nineteenth, twenty twenty one, or twenty nineteen. or whatever. Yeah, exactly. You take your story group, g- go away. I don't want to hear from them. I'll give you my draft. And I'll give you my second draft. I don't want their time. Ta- don't talk to me with the, with those people. You want the movie in two years. This is what it means. They can't, they can't sit on my script for two months with, uh, picking it apart with notes. You know, I can just see this right now. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So now uh, Ray's going to go ahead and uh, use the force to heal the big snake. And they're going to make friends. And Dave Floney's like, yeah, like that's not how the force works exactly. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, write it into your uh, little uh, your uh, Mandalorian show over there, and I uh, know it makes sense. Because remember that episode came out the day before.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
1: He's like, yeah, you go ahead and uh, you know a little baby Yoda guy to fix that guy up over there.
0: It'll and be, it'll be awesome. like, hey, my movie, it'll be so cool, Dave. You'll be setting Just a precedent. But yeah, and and that and that was one thing that kind of felt cheap to me. Where they try to shoehorn something in, so that they say, "Well, is this existed on the timeline well before Ray did?" So it's it's a thing. Well, okay, fine. Uh, anyway, but they just,
1: in my opinion, I think uh, the duo, duo of David John they really have an extreme understanding of storytelling and film and Star Wars in general, which can go in ex- a really long way. And again, I think, like you said. Or I was saying too, as well, is that it's a lot more organized in their storytelling, in the sense that they have uh, a hold of it. There's someone steering the ship. You know what I mean? I mean, it's not like yeah, Jesus take the wheel. I,
0: I do. I do agree that they are more organized and more collaborative. That is, I think, undeniable. And I think they understand the genre better.
1: And, and it's really a shame too, because I I can't understand from a business standpoint to be like. And maybe again, again, it's a way of attracting good talent to work on your projects. Like, hey, you're going to get to do whatever you want, okay? It's Star Wars, and it's a carte blanche for you, no matter the film. that's One, two, or three.
0: The point I never never got around to making before is, I I don't think, when they gave it to three different people, I think the idea was, we don't want, coming out of the gates, we don't want to say, here's one person doing this whole trilogy, because that person takes on the the next George Lucas mantle. Whether he wants it or not, that person gets hung with this big anchor around his neck as the person who's taking over George's trilogy. And I don't know that they wanted to give anybody that pressure, but maybe they should have paid somebody to take on that pressure. And who knows what the result would have been. Anyway, like I, I'm looking at it from a different angle, like from a fandom angle, and you know as divided as fandom can be or is i don't know if where the fractures still lie i think deep down everybody wants to be on the same page regardless of the reasons for the divide and i think that the mandalorian and clone wars to to a lesser extent find the pieces of star wars that everybody loves and gives it to us in, a, in a, uh,
1: it delivered in a big way man like something you you mentioned earlier as well. It just I could speak to so many more people about Star Wars now. You know what I mean? Like I I could talk to the people about the trilogy at work when it was coming out. You know, hey man, like I know this guy likes Star Wars. You going to go see the movie? This and that. But now it's like it's all kinds of people coming out of the work. Oh my god, that show is amazing! And it's 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 just like you said, it's a pop culture thing. It's crazy. And
0: well, yeah, like nobody I know in person when we talk about the sequels, they're like, pfft, like everybody just kind of craps on it. Everybody. And we're not, I'm not always talking about like died in the wool, star Wars fans. I'm just talking about people who like star Wars, who've watched all the movies who understand, you know, they they know star Wars, but they're like sequels pfft, terrible. And But when you talk about Mando, they're like, hell yes. And I don't know what that is. I don't know what causes that. There's obviously there's something in the water there. And, I, you know, for, for hardcore Star Wars fans, it's you know, a lot of it is the Mandalore storyline that we're all super intrigued with. And, you know, we're still only at the tip of the iceberg in terms of what I think we'll eventually get. And I, I think we all want. Um, and, and, you know, the, these shows are, are like, you know, Clone Wars and even in, going back to seasons five and six. Those were like almost like launching pads for wider stories that are going to come. Like down the line. What
1: sucks is that 6 really gets swept under the rug in a big way. Like, yeah, it's out on Disney Plus now, but never made it – never aired on TV, went straight to DVD.
0: Well, those, those are Lost Missions, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> and it's a bit not, of a slow season, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty – and yeah, they're – yeah, I don't think they did anything Mandalore on those. No. Anyway. I, 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 whatever for whatever reason, I think the stuff that they're doing on Disney Plus strikes a chord m- more deeply with with Star Wars fans than the movies did, and I don't. And I think everybody wishes that the movies would do the same thing. And for some people, they did. For a lot of people, they didn't. And there's a lot of people in between somewhere.
1: Well, you know what? This could have been a movie. This could have been the movie somehow
0: mando yeah
1: they could have made this a you know season one could have been uh uh
0: well yeah i guess you can rewrite you just
1: change yeah you change a few characters around
0: and bingo but then you know we got an eight week you know 16 week drip of of grogu week in week out you know instead of like a two hours one one dose of it which has better impact I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not pretending to know the answer, but I, I would say... That's going to be rough without him this season. <laughs> well, yeah, people... Are, his, his absence will be, field, will be felt for sure. And we'll see what sort of role that little guy played in the show's success. I don't expect that we'll see a drop-off in, in audience or satisfaction. The show just might take a different tone.
1: They got to keep him in the back burner somehow. Like they got to keep mentioning his name or something, or like Din's got a picture of him on yeah. his wall. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, he's got a picture of him like tucked in the uh, the corner of the windshield or something. Yeah, exactly. Oh, what windshield? He doesn't have a Razor Crest anymore. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> it's it's on in the inside of his
1: helmet permanently.
0: <laughs> so anyway, I am curious. Uh, we'll wrap it up, Corey. I'm, we're done. I, but uh, did, did we even get anywhere with this? Like, I I don't personally I don't know what it is.
1: Yeah, I think I think it's clear to me, Kyle, again, I think they had a much more organized plan this time around. I think they gave the directors too much liberty, whereas they should have, you, you nailed it, man, they should have had a spirit guide, a Star Wars spirit guide or Sherpa to guide them through and navigate the waters and just really stuck to one plan and had a firm plan throughout with, you know, let's write the entire story and then break that story into three movies. You know what I mean?
0: But would that have generated the moments that, would have gotten everybody on the same page. No, we don't know. Not necessarily. We don't know. that we don't. No. Know. And that, that's, we don't, that's we don't know. That's at the it's end of it. What I'm wondering is why, seemingly, it's possible. Does I Disney think the Plus have the best moments?
1: The chances are, you know, just
0: as good. To be honest, <clears throat> like the again, this 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 sequel trilogy had moments. Oh, it, it sure did. Like I don't want to sell it short in that respect. Like there were like each of the movies have terrific moments. All three of them. But yeah, it
1: definitely could have, you know, and they they just could have uh, had a more cohesive story that could have made things more poignant and uh, drawn at your heartstrings a little closer instead of it feeling so.
0: Well, yeah, I was just forced, you know, I'm, again, forced. I'm just looking for that that zeitgeist moment where everybody around the world stands up and pays attention to Star Wars for the right reasons, and I don't, well, everybody was in 2015. They were we were oh, ready th- to absolutely. receive. Absolutely. But what what's the biggest thing coming out of that movie? Ray. Like the biggest moment that culturally, pop culture, that people go, oh, yeah, TFA. Like just you talk to your parents and they go, oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's the uh, from that Star Wars movie. Like would they recognize Ray if they saw her? Probably <laughs> not. But they'd look at Grogu and go, oh, man, that's the Grogu from that Star Wars show. That's, or you know you what know, you call Yoda. that, Kyle? That's iconic. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And of course, you know, Grogu is iconic because he looks exactly like Yoda, just smaller. Yeah, and he's just really cute. He could
1: have been really ugly. <laughs> I've seen concept art of him where he looks like Slimer.
0: Well, it's ter- <laughs> there's nightmare fuel concept art. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. And again, maybe maybe my premise is faulty to begin with, and maybe. Again, if people might are definitely going to disagree. They might say there's plenty of moments in the sequels to rival the biggest moments from Mando and you're just being a Mando honk. Like, shut up Kyle, go sit down. And hey, maybe you're maybe you're right. But I feel like far and away the biggest moments and the happiest moments in Star Wars fandom where we all just stood up and cheered come out of Disney Plus. And I wonder yeah. why that is and Wonder, You're not far
1: off the mark there, man. Like, uh, I I think the general consensus would go that way. Again, it's an an opinion based thing, but there was some he- that was some heavy stuff, dude. To, to to make me feel the way that I felt is special.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And just you know, every time I, I I you know watching Mando the first time with my kids, when they saw those little ears poke up out of the out of the pram, mind's blown mind's blown even my wife was like oh my god and she's a Star Wars fan but she's you know she thinks we're nuts to do this every week but she's she even she was like oh my god I can't believe they're doing this but yeah uh, whatever guys out there everybody we would I would love to hear your feedback am I crazy what do you think it is If, if you agree or even if you disagree let me know why Uh, but we're going to wrap this one up, Corey. Um, where can people find you on social media? Let me tell you, Kyle, you can find me at C H O P R U L Z on Twitter. And you can find me at tumbling saber on Twitter. And also in our big fat, awesome Facebook group, check it out. Come join the fun. We're always talking star Wars 24 seven in that group. So you are cordially invited to come join the party. Um, as for Carlos, he is, again, like I said, he's making the music. So you can go support that making of music over at Indiegogo. Just check out Carlos at C. Candido Music on Twitter. Find his links and, and consider supporting him with, uh, you know, pick up a digital album, get a vinyl like I did, and, uh, yeah, help him out, man. You like the music at the end of this episode, you can get more of it and and help, uh, help our buddy along the way. Uh, otherwise, uh, next week we'll be talking about Visions. That's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait for that. Uh, but that's going to do it for this week, everybody. Uh, if you want to be part of the show in a bigger way, you can inv- you can send your emails to tumblingsaber at gmail.com. We'll stick it into an upcoming episode of the podcast. we got some would-you-rathers coming up. Uh, and maybe next week? Maybe the week after? Who knows? But uh, pile those on. Send those in to tumblingsaber at gmail.com. We'll get them in. We'll have some fun with that. Uh, but that's it for this week, everybody. Thank you for spending your time with us. And until next week... Continue to stay safe and may the force be with you.
2: Sitting here for hours looking at that shell. Pages getting wider like a mirror to myself. Struggle for the answers, questions frighten me. Circles getting wider, it's harder just to see. my eyes, skies have ripped wide open, drowning angels cry, innocence escaping, mother's disbelief, my anger's dissipating.